Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Did you know it's scientifically proven that people who hit those like and subscribe buttons down below are not entitled? It's true. That said, our first story of the day is by Lizelmon Kush. Grandma cut my mother's hair in her sleep because she didn't style it correctly. This happened 45 plus years ago, sometime in the 1970s. My grandma actually told me this story herself, as if she was in the right, and it was backed up by my mother's own account. Like me, my mom is the oldest child. She had two younger brothers and no sisters. She liked to grow her hair out and wear it long and straight. My grandmother, who's kept a very short and neat hairstyle her whole life, made my mom wear her hair in two braids all the time. Her reasoning behind it was that long hair gets and stuff and gets dirty, and if my mom was going to have long hair, it better be fully secured. When my mom was a teenager, she would go to school wearing the braids and then take her hair down and style it differently when she got to school. Because what teenager's going to wear their hair the way their mom wants them to? My grandma was a school counselor for a different school in the same district, and for some reason one day she had to go to the high school. She saw my mom with her long hair down and didn't approach her, she pretended not to see her. When my mom came home from school, her hair back in braids, grandma pretended nothing happened. They went about their business, then when my mom went to sleep, my grandma snuck into her room and cut one of her braids off at the shoulders. When my mom woke up and freaked out about it, my grandma calmly told her that she had said that if she was going to have long hair, she was to keep it braided. My mom ran away from home soon after that. This is just one of the many traumatic experiences my narcissist grandma put my mom through. The crappy part about it is my uncles have a completely different childhood experience. If you enjoyed having your hair long or a certain way, and your own mother went and cut your hair in your sleep because they didn't agree with the hairstyle you wanted to have, would that become a lifelong grudge that you would forever hold against them? Or is it something that could eventually be forgiven? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Cloudy Death Runner. My entitled mother tries stealing my inheritance, ends up dead. I'm 22 year old male. I have a mother, 54, and used to have a father, 57, and I also used to have a sister, 29. But both my father and sister sadly passed away in a car crash. I was out of town, so I didn't know until my mom called me. I was horrified and immediately took a train to see her. It was mostly just both of us crying and grieving, but a week after that and a day before the funeral, we went to go see my dad's lawyer and discuss the will. It turns out the assets were all split 50-50 with my sister, but I ended up with more of the money because my dad gave the house to her. The house was only under my dad's name, so he could give all of it to whoever he wanted to. Now, since my sister's gone, I ended up with everything, including the house. Now, let me tell you, my dad was a good investor and a businessman, so he was, you could say, wealthy, so I got a lot. I was planning on giving the house to my mom and around 30% of the money, but when we got in the car, before I could even say anything, she started talking. The following conversation went like this. She said, OP, you need to just give the house to me. 
It's mine, I live in it, and you aren't gonna need it. It should have gone to me anyways. Also, he was my husband and I deserve half the money you got. I don't know why you would have got anything anyways, but that money was your sister's and now it should be mine. I say, it doesn't matter if you deserve it or if it was my sister's and now it should be yours. It's my money and I can do whatever I want with it. My mom said, I know, but I'm your mother and you should give it to me. I say, can we talk about this after the funeral, please? She said okay, then we went on with the funeral, but after the funeral she didn't waste any time and demanded the house and half the money as soon as we got home. I told her straight up no, I was going to give it to you and 30% of the money, but I don't want to anymore because you're acting like you're entitled to that money. She started screaming at me saying that after everything she's done for me, I won't give her the money that's rightfully hers, and then she threatened to sue me. I told her to go ahead since now I have the money for it and she doesn't have that much and surprisingly she did. I got a letter in the mail telling me this. I immediately got a lawyer and he said he would take care of it and he did. I won the court battle and my mom didn't get a cent and actually got in debt for the lawyer fees which wasn't much since she lost but was more than she could afford. During this time, I actually got very depressed since I realized my mom never actually loved my dad, at least I don't think. She only loved the money, and since my dad and sister were both gone, also while I was growing up, I was my mom's favorite child, and I would talk to her all the time. So it was really tough after this not talking to her since I still loved her. Also, I ended up letting her live in the house, but she paid the bills and everything and I still own it. Let me know if you think I should give her any money, or if I'm a jerk, I want to hear your opinions. I know inheritance and money can bring out the worst in some people. Maybe she does have a right to feel like she's entitled to some of the money, but frankly the way they went about it is just the wrong way. I think if I was an OP situation I would be struggling with this too. I think maybe ultimately after everything, I'd maybe let them have the house and just keep the rest. Maybe give them a little bit of the money too. But I think that would have to come with a lot of contingencies where you make it clear this is the only stuff you're getting, don't ask for more because you're not getting any more, etc. This next story is by Signor Biches. Parents told me that spending long amounts of time with any of their adult children is bad for their marriage. This is not an extremely egregious story, but I have to rant. Not looking for solutions, it is what it is. I, 26 year old male, was recently told by my parents, late 50s, that I wouldn't be able to live with them for more than a night, even if I lost my job, because it's bad for their marriage. My sister, 29-year-old female, has a chronic illness that forces her to visit my parents for about one week at a time to see a specialist in our home city. My parents told me that even my sister spending a week with them is bad for their marriage and they've put an end to it. This whole conversation started because there might be a lapse in my lease and I might not have a place to live for a few weeks in June. I own a travel trailer, so they said I could live in that at a campground before my new lease starts. I was shocked that even if push came to shove, I wouldn't be able to land at their place for a short while. Two years ago when COVID hit, my girlfriend, 24-year-old female, and I were displaced. We crashed at a friend's place for two months because my parents, who literally own two houses, wouldn't allow us to stay at either. My mom told me then, we would always let you stay with us, but we can't house your partner as well. She's a taker. Uh, okay, whatever. My mom was newly sober, so I didn't think much of it. Well, two years later, here we are, and I'm in fact not allowed to stay with them. I quoted my mom back to her. She called me manipulative. My dad shouted at me, 
and they both told me, A lot has changed in the last two years. We're doing a lot better and living with you is bad for our marriage. We can't live with you at all anymore unless you become very sick or in severe debt. Well, guess they're going straight to the nursing home if they live long enough. As painful as it is, like OP said, it is what it is and it is their choice. And like OP said, if they live long enough to get to a point where they need elderly care, that simple nursing room and that nursing facility is going to be what's best for OP's marriage. After all, OP will be doing so much better too at that point. I'm getting like secondhand hurting for OP from hearing that from your parents though. This next story is by Tacos and Travel One. To the two mums who took their bratty kid to my local maritime museum today and let them treat it like a playground, freak you. Excuse my language in the title, but I'm absolutely fuming right now. Went to my local maritime museum with my mum today. I've developed a love of ships, the people who make them, and the history. So this seemed like a perfect day out. We arrived and it was very quiet as it usually is in there, so we started going around. It's only a small museum, but there's three floors. We managed to get around the first floor, then we went upstairs, and we suddenly heard loads of high-pitched screeching coming from the ground floor. Not excited screeching, just high-pitched, totally not-needed screaming. Then they all came stomping up the stairs with the mums, who were friends, talking at high volume. Wow, look at this, isn't this amazing, Evelyn? And the other mum going, wow, cool. It didn't help the mums had over-the-top screechy voices. Then we moved to the next part to try to get away from them. Then five minutes later, they were there again letting their kids run, screaming and acting like it was a school playground. Even worse, they weren't looking at anything. They were just going from floor to floor, letting their bratty kids run wild. Then we got to a place where there's this barge that you can sit in, but of course they were there jumping, climbing, and screaming all over it, jumping on the fragile wooden seats, and all the mum did was go, Oh darling, darling, you know I don't like that. Mummy needs a picture and you're going to mess up your clothes. Did I mention these kids were dressed in full designer head to toe, along with the mums? Then we went to the third floor, and it had these boats that had been dug up. They were from the 1500s, and they were not fully intact as they'd been underground for years. There was, don't touch, don't climb, these items are fragile, written everywhere around them. But nope, along comes bratty Evelyn and sits directly in it, after climbing over the don't touch sign and the rope. And all mummy does is take a picture and go, lovely! She could have broken the boat in two. It's over a hundred years old and the mom didn't even care or say anything to her. I made a remark to my mom about them being disrespectful and badly behaved and one of the mums overheard me and went, We're getting a lot of remarks from people today. We must be famous. Then they both laughed loudly and I mean loudly. Then the mom shouted at one of the kids, How's school, Evelyn? Are you enjoying it? Yeah? Good. Meanwhile, her son was breaking a mini china tea set in half and was set up in the barge. I am so angry. Please don't breed if this is how you let your kids behave in a museum where you're supposed to be respectful. Letting your kids scream, shout, and run around loudly while you talk loudly in a museum about the slave trade is downright disrespectful. I already have anxiety and go to museums because they're usually calm places. These people are the exact definition of, I breed, but don't parent. I'm just sitting here wondering, where is security? Where's somebody that's like, watching over this museum? If you have a boat from the 1500s, like sitting out in like a touchable area, wouldn't there be like somebody always there in the area watching it? 
Especially with like how loud and kind of quiet everything else was, you would think that there would be some kind of staff there to be like, could you quiet down or could you keep your kids off the displays, please? This next story is by Great Interest 81 Grandma Throws Kerosene on Mom's Bed. This happened to my mom over 55 years ago when she was a teenager. My mom went out with a friend one night, and on the way to drop her friend off at home, she got the car stuck in the mud. My mom's friend wasn't allowed to help my mom. My uncle was with her, and they took an hour to push the car out of the mud and miss their curfew. My uncle didn't get in trouble when they finally got home, but my tiger grandma was really furious with my mom. My grandma went to the garage and grabbed a can of kerosene. She then proceeded to dump it all over my mom's bed in her room. My mom slept on the couch in the living room for months after that. See, like, I don't even understand what the punishment is supposed to do in this situation. Like, is it to make them more uncomfortable? Like, punish them by sleeping in a less comfortable area? Like, all this entitled mom did was just ruin something that they probably paid for. I might be weird, but I kind of like sleeping on couches. I probably wouldn't even be too bothered by it. Except for the fact that, you know, my mom poured kerosene on my bed. And our final story of the day is by Remarkable Car 7176 Entitled parent demands expensive pedigree cat for free, then demands I compensate her for her losses when she returned the cat. Female, 33, am an educational therapist. I help students with learning differences, and for some cases, I go to their homes for our sessions. I also help connect potential cat adopters with shelter cats. I've had cats for 13 years, and I'm on cat number 4. Enter entitled mother, female, mid-40s, of a 16-year-old male student, only child. She asked me about owning a cat, and I very excitedly shared my experiences, gave her the contact of the woman who runs the cat shelter I got cat for from. The family's only ever had hamsters and goldfish in a bowl, so I told the parents to manage expectations, cause every pet owner knows that every pet, be it dog, cat, birds, is different and has its own personality. So don't compare it to others and to be patient, loving, and respect boundaries. Cat Shelter Contact called me ranting that her shelter and another have blacklisted Entitled Mother from adopting because she was delusional, demanding, entitled, and tons of red flags of being the sort of owner who abandons their cat at the first signs of health issues or behavioral problems. Entitled Mother's demands, one, only ragdolls, Bengals, Siamese, Siberian, Norwegian forest cats. Cat people will know that these are the most expensive pedigree cats and can easily start from $1,000. Two, kitten only because they're cute, but wants them well-trained, obedient, and quiet. Three, intact, not sterilized because she wants to breed it in the future. Four, no health or behavioral issues. Yeah, ban her entitled butt. Lord knows which rescuer still gave them an extremely docile and affectionate three-year-old ragdoll mix. Day three of owning a cat, I got a text asking how to make a cat less clingy. The entitled dad was really annoyed that the cat would approach them asking for a pet and scritches daily. He wants to train the cat for pets once every three to four days, ideally once a week, and not multiple times a day. The heck? The parents complain that petting once a day for two to five minutes is far too much too often. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Entitled Dad then starts complaining that the cat doesn't come when they call him by the name they gave him three days ago. 
complains about cat zoomies at 3 a.m. Complains that the cat sits on a shelf and silently watches them. Complains that cat pee and poop smells. The most stupid minor things trigger him and he was the one who wanted to get a cat in the first place. Day 4, Entitled Dad has a mental breakdown has been staying late in the office, supposedly crying for the last two nights to avoid going home to a cat. He then packs a bag and stays with his parents. Entitled Dad issues his wife an ultimatum, get rid of the cat or I'm never returning home. Day 6, the cat is rehomed to a sane, non-entitled cat owner. This morning, when I was at their home for a session, Entitled Dad starts blaming me for the cat, that I manipulated and pressured the wife to get a cat, and that they had wasted $250 plus for that one week of owning a cat. Against my advice of buying just a one-pound bag of kibble and a few cans to try out, the mom bought a 40-pound bulk bag of kibble. She also bought fancy ceramic bowls with a custom-engraved bowl stand and super luxe cat tree. They couldn't get a refund for those items. He then stated that I give their son two free sessions to make up for the money they wasted because it was my fault that I pushed the mom to get a cat they didn't want. Um, what? I'm still in utter disbelief. I'm still trying to figure out why or how the dad snapped and went completely insane. He clearly needs help. Surprised the kid turned out normal and overall nice because his parents are insane, entitled nut jobs. Poor kid, the deck is stacked against him. I'm sorry, but a cat that daily comes up to you and just wants scritches and is nice and affectionate and docile? That's like the perfect cat. They got a wonderful cat. And this entitled dad starts having some like mental breakdown because the cat's too loving? (sighs) As a pet lover, these people are highly annoying to me. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.